Hey, everyone. Welcome to Focus Your Ads podcast, where we talk all about Google Ads. My name is Glenn, and I'm here with Dan. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Performance Max and how we can optimize it with assets. So Dan, maybe get us started. What exactly are assets? So assets are it's like a group of headlines, a group of images, and other different items that Google gives us access to. And they put it all together in what's called an asset group. And this group allows you to, you can, this is where you change your headlines and everything in there. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking more about the extra items that you can change in Performance Max. Not, we're not going to be focusing on the headlines or images. There's going to be some other items that you can add in into these asset groups to help improve your Performance Max. So that's where we're going to be going today. So yeah, so stick with us here. And I think we'll go over to Glenn. And we're going to be talking about call assets. And that's going to be our first topic here. Okay, so these are all very simple to add to your campaign. A call asset is really a, a very important one. And what it does essentially is it adds your phone number to the ad. So it makes it very simple for people to call you directly from the ad. They don't have to go back to your site and figure out how to contact you, go to your contact page or anything. This will give them a phone number right from the item that they're looking at. The good thing for the store owners is you can adjust the times, time of day that it runs or the days that it runs. And yeah, there's there's actually one other thing I wanted to point out with the call ads or call assets is you should, whenever you're setting this up, you should also look at your conversions and make sure you have a call tracking conversion set up to track this. Because if you're not tracking your calls, you're not going to be tracking the conversions. And normally when you have your phone number on there, the reason you're doing that is because you want to get phone calls. So you want to track that and make sure that you're able to optimize for that and that Google's able to optimize for that. If you're using Performance Max, Google's going to optimize for that if it's being tracked properly. So let's go on to the next one here, which is about site links. So site links are one that I use quite often. With site links, you can add in multiple different links to different parts of your website. So this could be a link to a contact page. It could be a link to an about page. It could be a link to a collection. Like if you're on Shopify and you have a store, maybe you have a collection page that you want to show off and it's to do with a certain brand. So you could have it link out to that collection page. There's lots of different places you can add these site links and lots of different reasons why you'd add site links. But essentially, you want to have anything important that you want to direct a person to directly from the ad. So if it's to do with a specific brand that's really popular, or maybe it's a best-selling product, you could have them actually a site link that directs them right to that. And you can add headlines and some descriptions and a URL that sends them to that page. And then once we're done with site links, which I think could be a big focus for someone that's trying to optimize Performance Max, we can go into... Calls to action. That's the next one on the list here when we're talking about performance max. So Glenn, do you want to talk to us a little bit about calls to action? Sure. This is a call to action shows up in your ad, usually as a link or a button. You can use an automated one. So there's a drop down menu in there and you can select automated, which I think Dan prefers to use. But you can use buttons such as learn more, get quote, apply now, sign up, contact us, subscribe, download. Various buttons like that that Google makes it very simple to to select and use that as as your link button. Yeah, and normally I do use automated, but I would experiment with other ones if you have a reason to experiment with other ones because it's going to depend on the level of funnel. So 
level of funnel that people are coming in at. So for example, if they're searching for how to do something, they're pretty high in the funnel. So they're not ready to purchase. They're pretty high up in the funnel. They're probably trying to find out if they could do it themselves. So maybe you don't want to have a shop now button because they're just researching. They're not in the buying type of mode. So if you have your website set up to handle that, then you'd want to look at maybe learn now or learn more or something like that. And then once they are looking to buy, then you have the shop now. And that's why a lot of times I'll use automated because they can adjust depending on the search term. It's something we couldn't do if we manually set this up. We can't adjust it on the fly, which Google can adjust this on the fly. So next one here is actually a really important one when it comes to Performance Max. And this is promotions. I find when you set this one up and you have a promotion running, it does add, I've seen sales bump up and it's probably because there is a promotion running, but it's also, it adds a little extra to your ad. So it's saying that the promotion right in your ad, whereas if you just had a promotion on your website, they have to first go through your ad, get to your website, and then they find out there's a promotion there. So it's kind of a bonus at, at when they get your website. But in this case, they can actually see it right on the ad. It's saying there's a promotion. It'll be at the bottom. It'll be somewhere on your ad that's saying promotion or special offer. And it's going to, you can now set this up for different holidays. You could set up for a special event and you can adjust this. So it could be used for a monetary percentage or a monetary. So it could be used for getting a certain amount of money off the product, or it could be used for getting a percentage off. So you could have it set up in different ways. There's coupons, there's discount codes you can apply. And you can also adjust the start and end dates on this. So if you have a promotion running for, let's say, in the spring, you could have the start date at the beginning of spring and have the end date set for the beginning of summer. And you could do this another one for the when you're entering fall. Maybe you want to have one that's getting ready for winter products. So you could do the same thing. You can set these start and end dates. So it's, there's a lot of flexibility there that you can get into. And I think it's a great one to to use on your performance max because for one, it's just showcasing your sales and it's something that someone else, your competitors may not be doing. They may have the same sale running, but maybe they're not showcasing that. And this just allows you to stand out a little more. So Dan, you can even use this like for a a dollar value discount or a percentage discount on your whole store. Is that right? So you can set it up for a store-wide discount, not specific to one particular product. Yeah. And you can even do it like up to a certain price or up to a certain percentage. So if you had, say you had 5% off on a certain product and you had 10% off a certain product, you could say up to 10% off. So it allows a little bit of flexibility there versus having 10% and then having to have every single product off for 10%. You could have some off for 5%, maybe some off for 40%, and then it's up to 40% off, something like that. So yeah, it could work for your entire store. Gotcha. That makes sense. So the next one is prices. This is great when you have a range of products, uh, great for different prices. If you have categories like you have, an example would be if you're selling bikes, you could have a bronze, gold, platinum bike models. Each could have a different price. Each one will link to a specific page of your choosing, of course. And you have a few options here for the type of use. You can use it for brands, events, locations, neighborhoods product categories, product tiers, service categories or service tiers. Some are service-based and some are product-based. 
but it's a great way to display your pricing. Yeah, there's lots of great options there. It works really great, really good with different models. So if you have a certain product and you have all those different models below it, you can have it add in the prices directly on there. Just be careful that you keep them up to date because it's easy to let those the prices on your Google Ads. It's easy to not update the prices on your Google Ads when your actual store updates. So you get this mismatch and you could actually end up with some kind of suspension due to this because now you have $100. It looks like your product's $100 in your ads, but you're actually selling them for $200. So the person clicks on them thinking they're $100 product and they go to your store and it's $200. If Google catches this, it could be a suspension. Easy fix though, but still, you don't want to go down the road of suspensions. But it's definitely a powerful one to add in, but just keep an eye on it if you have the prices set and uh, make sure they're updated when they get updated on your website. So next one here is callouts. This is another way to call attention to your ads. It's used for essentially your entire store. So it's stuff like free shipping. It's stuff like any kind of big item like that that you want to really draw attention to. Great customer service, free shipping. It's not necessarily for product-specific items. But you could add some, if say if it's your only product on your store, you could obviously add some stuff in there that makes sense for your product. But for the most part, it's going to be about your store, about your service that you're offering. Even if it is a product-based store, you want to add some information about how you do your service and why someone should choose you over the competitors. It's restricted. I think there's only 25 characters in it, but that you can use, but you can use them wisely and use like free shipping, and then you have you can add in multiple ones. I would act, add in as many as you can in this area and it allows Google to adjust and change it if there's ones that don't don't work. Okay, so st- structured snippets. This allows you to create a header with a list of items. For example, you can list your brands, list of courses that you're selling, list of product models, but these things, structured snippets, don't include links. The, these are only there to draw attention to the ad and make the ad a little more relevant if someone's searching for those items. So it's a good to have on your site as many of these as you can as you can get in there. Yeah, it's great to have structured snippets in there. It's not one I use as much as like site links, but it certainly adds a little more to your ad and it it just draws attention to like say if you had if you're selling for certain brand names like you're selling for Nike, Adidas, you could have those listed at the bottom. And it just get, adds a little more authority to your website or to your ad as well. And you can do this for different things. Like there's, like you're saying, there's lots of different ways you could do this depending on your business. But I find with e-commerce brands is a big one. And obviously service businesses, it will depend on your business completely. Yeah, there's, there's lots of ways to use these. And I think you should just experiment with them. But like I said, site links is probably one. I find site links to be more important than this one, but it's, there's definitely some value to adding in some structured snippets as well. So next on the list here, we have lead forms. This is one that I don't use a, a ton, but I have it in here because it's one of the assets that we can we can use. And I, I want to almost bring out a little bit of a warning on this one because we can definitely use lead forms and it could be effective, but just setting up a lead form could lead you down the wrong path and you could have leads coming in but not know it so you have to be careful with this one a lead form essentially is like a document right in your ad that they can actually 
fill out and sign up for your service or maybe not actually sign up, but they'll send in saying, yeah, I'd like to, I'd be interested in this service. So they'll fill in your form, send it through and you'll get that form. Well, you'd think you'd get that form, but what happens is it goes into your ads and you might not actually see that form unless you're looking for it. So you have to go into your Google ads and actually find the leads and download them. So if you're not checking this every day, it's not something I would want to do. And if you, you can also use this with a, a CRM. So you could have this set up if you know what a CRM is. So it's like your management tool to, you could link this up to that and you could have it actually report these into your CRM, but it's going to take some different tools and you're going to have to use, I think they call it webhook integration. So it's going to take someone that knows how their way around like programming and stuff to get this to work. So it's not an easy one to set up and I would rather have them sent directly to my website where there's a form they can fill out and continue from there rather than go through the, the hassle of setting this up. But it is there and it is something you could test. If it works great, then it might be worth checking this every day and trying it that way. But I would probably wouldn't, I'd probably avoid it if possible. So yeah, so it's not something that you use often because of the way it integrates. But if it's done right, it could be a useful tool. Getting it set up might be a longer process and and could be a costly ex- process, I guess, if you have to hire somebody to actually program that for you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think that pretty much covers this topic. So that's all we're going to discuss today about the assets. We went over call assets, site links, calls to action, call-outs, structured snippets, and lead forms. They're easily found on the sites. So each of these assets has their place. It's important to explore each of them and try to utilize as many as possible to make your your action a little bit more dynamic. This is the type of thing that can really improve a PMAX campaign. Most advertisers won't take the time to optimize these items, but if you do, you'll get the edge up on the competition. If you enjoyed our podcast today, make sure you leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more people we can help. So really, we do really appreciate your support. If you want to improve your ads, but just don't have the time to deep dive into this topic, consider reaching out to us at focusyourads.com. We would be happy to chat with you and see if we are a great fit for you. Take care and we'll see you in the next episode.